Today in business from Wired. The Science of Scaling, hosted by Mark Roberge, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, Mark Roberge, founding CRO at HubSpot CRO, senior lecturer at Harvard Business School and co-founder of Stage 2 Capital, sits down with the most successful sales leaders in tech to learn the secrets, strategies, and tactics to scaling your company's growth. I like the episode with the founder of Aircall on how to go from handling your own sales to scaling a sales team. It has great advice for entrepreneurs. Listen to The Science of Scaling wherever you get your podcasts. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Today in Business, from Wired. Brought to you by Quantic. Quantic's online MBA and executive MBA degree programs are designed mobile first with interactive micro lessons and individualized feedback every eight seconds. Don't settle for old school slides and lectures. Engage with modern MBA and experience the future of education. Go to quantic.edu wired for more. Even the best AI models are no match for the coronavirus. Many so-called quantitative funds that mine historical data to make trading decisions fared poorly in March when stocks fell sharply amid coronavirus fears. By Will Knight. The stock market appears strangely indifferent to COVID-19 these days, but that wasn't true in March as the scale and breadth of the crisis hit home. By one measure, it was the most volatile month in stock market history. On March 16th, the Dow Jones average fell almost 13%, its biggest one-day decline since 1987. To some, the vertigo-inducing episode also exposed a weakness of quantitative or quant trading firms which rely on mathematical models, including artificial intelligence, to make trading decisions. Some prominent quant firms fared particularly badly in March. By mid-month, some Bridgewater Associates funds had fallen 21% for the year to that point, according to a statement posted by the company's co-chairman, Ray Dalio. Valance, a quant fund run by D.E. Shaw, reportedly lost 9% through March 24th. Renaissance Technologies, another prominent quant firm, told investors that its algorithms misfired in response to the month's market volatility. According to press accounts, Renaissance did not respond to a request for comment. A spokesman for D.E. Shaw could not confirm the reported figure. The turbulence may reflect a limit with modern-day AI, which is built around finding and exploiting subtle patterns in large amounts of data. Just as algorithms that grocers use to stock shelves were flummoxed by consumers' sudden obsession with hand sanitizer and toilet paper, Those that help head funds wring profit from the market were confused by the sudden volatility of panicked investors. In finance, as in all things, the best AI algorithm is only as good as the data it's fed. Andrew Lowe, a professor at MIT and the founder and chairman emeritus of Alpha Simplex, a quantitative hedge fund based in Cambridge, Massachusetts, says quantitative trading strategies have a simple weakness. By definition, a quantitative trading strategy identifies patterns in the data, he says. Low notes that March bears similarities to a meltdown among quantitative firms in 2007, in the early days of the financial crisis. 
In a paper published shortly after the mini-crash, Lowe concluded that the synchronized losses among hedge funds betrayed a systemic weakness in the market. What we saw in March of 2020 is not unlike what happened in 2007, except it was faster, it was deeper, and it was much more widespread, Lowe says. Zora Kakushatz, president of Quantigic Solutions, describes the March episode as a quant bust in an analysis of the events posted online in April. Kakushatz's paper looks at one form of statistical arbitrage, a common method of mining market data for patterns that are exploited by quant funds through many frequent trades. He points out that even quant funds that employed a dollar-neutral strategy, meaning they bet equally on stocks rising and falling, did poorly in the route. In an interview, Kakushad says the bus shows AI is no panacea during extreme market volatility. I don't care whether you're using AI, ML, or anything else, he says. You're going to break down no matter what. In fact, Kakushad suggests that quant funds that use overly complex and opaque AI models may have suffered worse than others. Deep learning, a form of AI that has taken the tech world by storm in recent years, for instance, involves feeding data into neural networks that are difficult to audit. Machine learning, and especially deep learning, can have a large number of often obscure, uninterpretable parameters, he writes. Ernie Chen, managing member of QTS Capital Management and the author of several books on machine trading, agrees that AI is no match for a rare event like the coronavirus. It's easy to train a system to recognize cats in YouTube videos because there are millions of them, Chan says. In contrast, only a few such large swings in the market have occurred before. You can count these huge drops on one hand, so it's not possible to use machine learning to learn from those signals. Still, some quant funds did a lot better than others during March's volatility. The Medallion Fund operated by Renaissance Technologies, which is restricted to employees' money, has reportedly seen 24% gains for the year to date, including a 9% lift in March. Others are cautious about drawing conclusions about quantitative trading from March. Relationships among stocks that some firms use to craft their portfolios broke down during the month, says Ewan Kirk, president of GAM Systematic Cantap, a trading firm in the UK. But these relationships have held true for decades, Kirk says. They broke down for a couple of months. Does this mean that they will never work again? Seems unlikely. Nir Vulcan, a professor at Oxford University who teaches a course on algorithmic trading, agrees that the quant bust was not in fact a bust for some firms. Some funds were on the right side of it and have had amazing years, he says. Vulcan expects investors will cast a wider net for data to feed to their algorithms in hopes of detecting signals of unusual economic activity. Some already use alternative data such as satellite imagery, flight and shipping information, and social media content. The most powerful thing in these new sources of data, he says, some of them are really, really useful. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com slash business. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.